Welcome to episode number 75 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And uh, depending on what else you do, you can call me uh, certain other things. So, uh, hmm. if you're Nicole and you work with me, you can call me a, a variety of things that are far less flattering than Patsy the Angry Nerd. Yes. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Speaking of... Uh, Agent Nicole, though, she is here, and she is Ironborn. I am here. So I'm, get used to it. I am back. She is back from Space Jail. From Space Jail with yep. John Mulaney. Yes. Yep, he is. Uh, that's that's how you know she committed some sort of, like, dastardly, you know, devilish crime. They forced her to attend a John Mulaney performance. Um, well, he's funny, and you're not... He's had multiple failed TV shows. I he's know. only had one multi- uh, failed TV show, but he's had multiple records. He's of only him. had one multiple failed TV <laughs> I'm so show. T- I'm so fucking tired, dude. Nicole's been hitting the mushrooms. Yes, I have. Uh, joining us as well is the uh, Real Housewife of Transylvania and the Mistress of Merlot. That's right. It is Ashes Von Nightmare. Oh my god, you guys, did you see the Infinity War trailer that dropped yesterday? Like, seriously. Seriously. Like, there are so many hot guys. It's just like an orgy of muscles, and I am all for it. I am here for it. I'm, I need more Also, Benedict Tom Holland is there. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's adorable. I hear that uh, uh, Hiddle Boner is going to be in it. Yes. Again, and your Benedict Cumbersnatch. Yes, he's going to be in there. And that Mark Buffalo guy. Yeah. Yes. And all the Chris's. All the Chris's. All the Chris's. Talk about an or- it's an orgy of Chris's. Just Chris's tri- everywhere. See, that's that's perfect. Actually, that's the orgy that you want to be in. All of the guys have the same first name, so you don't have to remember all of these names. You just have to remember one. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. Like you're talking to all of them. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all a good. catastrophe. <laughs> uh, we are always joined by our, our, our next gentleman. Uh, that is the uh, hardest working man in the podcasting industry. That's right. Johnny Wolfenstein, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Not Chris Wolfenstein, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, given the success of all these other random, random uh, Just start actors changing your Chris, name to Chris. I did hear uh, Kevin Feige talk about how they want to... They, they've planned out their next 22 Marvel movies. Yeah. What? And they have over 7,000 characters. Wait a minute. So well, are you, I haven't even planned out what I'm having for dinner tonight. And you, they've already planned out yeah. the next 22 movies. If you want to get into a Marvel movie, change your name to Chris. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of Chris, we have in studio a guy not named Chris. Uh, he is a member of the New England Horror Writers. He is the author of The Bone Eater King and Marrow Dust. He has a uh, sweet haircut that he got just so he could match me today. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, (coughs) (coughs) without further coughing on phlegm, uh, Mr. Steve Van Sampson. Hey, how's it going, everybody? That was very professional, What's up, Thursday? Uh, I just went right through that. I didn't even care. I think it actually got a little bit over here on these Oreos. I'm just going to. That's how I marked them as my own. So no one else. No, I don't want to. I don't want to get sick. Do you know what the best way to eat an Oreo is? To cough on it and then open it up. Have it all to yourself. You pull it apart. You lick the frosting. Put it back together. Put it back in the package. But the cookie part's really good. Like, that's kind of lame. What if I want to eat the cookie? You didn't. You clearly didn't listen to what I said. (laughs) 
I said, you open it up. Yeah. You lick the frosting. Yeah. You don't lick it all the way off. Put it back together. Put it back in the package and then leave the package. In it's the, like in the you cover. get nothing out of it except that you were an asshole. Yes. That's basically <laughs> all you get out of it. And basically what you're supposed to do is tell people that, you know, when they're eating the Oreos, like, oh, well, this is my favorite way to eat an Oreo. And then you get all the Oreos to yourself. You could, like, bring it if you plan on being stranded on a desert island with, like, Tom Hanks or something. You could bring a box of Oreos. You could lick each one in the center like that and just leave it and see how long it takes him. Uh, it probably wouldn't take him long. He's like, at, well, the first day he's going to be like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to eat your lick Oreos. But he will but eventually. But he will. You know he yeah. will. Yeah. So Steve is, uh, if, you, if you pay close attention to our past episodes, Steve did make a cameo appearance on our, uh, our first Rock and Shock episode. It's true. Yeah. We had a, a little bit of a, a back and forth with the New England Horror Writers. It was you and, and Scott Goodsword and uh, Goodsword. I always pronounce his it's name. A, it's actually pronounced Goat Sweat. Goat Sweat. All right. Mm-hmm. It was his 50th makes birthday. Sense. It you was, know, yeah. He's 50 now. He was, yeah. He still is, actually. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Scott. Uh, belated, but I want to make sure everyone knows that Scott is 50. So yeah. if you see Scott, tell him happy 50th birthday. Um but yeah, Trish Wooldridge was over there as yes, well. Yes, she was. And yep. uh, Rob, Rob Smales. And, and uh, Brecken McLeod came over towards the Bre- end. Brecken came Bracken, by. Yeah. I got Brecken, Brecken. Yeah. Brecken McClukey. Uh, I, I got to learn guy. how to pronounce people's names. It's because I'm it's, sick. Uh, it's, I Bracken Mc, it's Bracken McLeod. He likes it when you pronounce it very phonetically. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, Doug Rinaldi was there <clears throat> hanging out. Did we talk to Doug? I don't remember if we talked to Doug. Oh, you should have. Doug has a lot to say. I don't know if Doug was over there when oh, we were over there. Oh, man. But uh, but I digress a little bit. It was funny. You guys asked us what our favorite all-time uh, horror villain was. And, yes. And uh, Scott told you Jason. And then af- after you guys left, he was like, oh, stupid. St- he did like the Chris Farley thing. He's like, oh, stupid. Oh, man. He's like, I can't believe I chose Jason. I, I, oh, I should have picked something better than Jason. <laughs> Everybody's going to say Jason. I've never even seen Friday the 13th. Any of them. <laughs> Just like him because he wears a hockey mask. Not till three, though. I know. Unbelievable. I occasionally wear a sack on my head. Yeah. And dress like old ladies. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. You know, whatever. Typical right? Tuesday I mean, night I, at our house. Well, <laughs> I tried to kill Corey Feldman once. Yeah. I mean, from what li- little I know of you, you, you enjoy costumes. So, I mean... Uh, I do. I assume you have the, you have the old lady. Oh. And you can, you can double it for the, you know, the, the psycho mom. That's true. That's um, true. Norma. And, uh, Mrs. Bates. Norma. Norma Bates. Norman. Uh, but uh, one of the things we like to do, even though technically you've appeared on the show before, but never as a, a full guest... Uh, one of the things we like to do is a little thing called getting into character where we ask you five random questions. Oh. We try to get to know a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. And bonus question, your social security. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's actually four. He got one of the early ones. <clears throat> so um, what we're going to do is we're going to delve into these questions. I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back, talk about the uh, the stuff that you want to talk about. Uh, which we will not tell people about yet. We will tell you about momentarily. Although I don't know why I'm teasing it because there's a whole description that's online. And yeah, they know. Yeah, and everybody knows we're talking about online. Planet Hulk. So, you know. Uh, Surprise! Yeah, so we're talking Planet Hulk. So hopefully I put that in the description and didn't forget it like last week. Um, so, Steve, are you ready for your first question? I believe I am. All right. So question the first. 
What is your favorite werewolf transformation in film? Uh, favorite werewolf transformation? Um, I mean, you know, I bet, I bet, you know, everybody's probably going to want to punch me in the face for saying this because it is incredibly CG and I love practical effects, but I'm telling you, like, even though the movie was kind of, kind of crappy, that, uh, early 2000s Hugh Jackman Van Helsing movie. Okay. So I thought you were going to say Twilight. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it did sort of sound like I was Yeah, it. it did. It I did was really bit. getting ready to slap you. Um, at the end, uh, Hugh Jackman actually becomes like the hero werewolf at mm-hmm. the very, very end for like one second. And his transformation to and from is pretty awesome but actually I liked his transformation back because what happens is like you know there's a cure for being a werewolf and um, you have um, the, the the girl in it uh, Kate, Kate Beckinsale and she like stabs him in the heart with the cure but uh, he's already Wolverine clawed her through the gut anyway ooh so, too bad so sad and then he sort of you know looks down he's like derp and he's got his like you know uh, little syringe hanging out of his uh, his chest there or his armor or whatever and, and, and he just kind of you know howls up at the moon and then it sort of descends into this scream of anguish as he holds his his dead beloved that he's Wolverine skewered um it was awesome. I don't know. It's like I love that transformation a lot. I mean, uh, you know, you could say American Werewolf in London, but that is. I mean, everybody good. would say that. So. Well, I would say Thriller. Oh, Thriller's great, but isn't he, isn't he more of like a feline in that? Like I always debate this. He, he's, he's like a he looks, werewolf. He's like a cat. I think he's like a were lynx or something. Ooh, uh, he's like a brown were lynx. That's a were bobcat. Uh, something a were Michael cat. Ooh, I don't know. Wow. Well, mm. What have I done? Ooh. So stumbled uh, on something. At least you didn't say Dog Soldiers. No, I love Dog Soldiers, though. It's a great movie. That's probably my favorite werewolf movie. I, I will ask you a question about Dog Soldiers, though. Sure. What's the deal with the cow? <clears throat> this has been the, the source cow. of great debate. I remember well, the... All the guys are sitting around the, the, the fire, and all of a sudden, like, the cow comes flying off the cliff and lands in their fire, and they're all like, ah, no big deal, time to go to sleep. Huh. That's weird. I remember a, a cow in the first Earthworm Jim game, but I don't remember that cow. No. Hmm. That's yeah, this strange. is this was a source of a great debate. Dynamo Myers, uh, just remember that cow, huh? Yeah, I feel I uh, I've come ill-equipped to this conversation. You I might know. have to. You might have I to may re-watch have to rewatch it. Dog Soldiers and, and uh, say we can it, talk it, about the cow. Yeah, that has uh, that has the immortal line of you know I I hope I give you the shits. Let's do a character discussion on that That's cow. A, uh, Liam <laughs> Liam Cunningham's in that movie. I love Liam. I know you do. That's I love why my I mentioned. Night. That's why I mentioned so specifically Davos, right? that he's in yes, it. Yes, that's oh, Davos. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. All right, he, so, so such a villain in that movie. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. Are you spoiling shit for me now? Well, you find out like the first ten seconds of the movie, so it's not like, okay. oh no, I had to sit through a whole movie. I thought he was a good guy. Yeah, it's like if you go to doesthedogdie.com dot com and oh, you look up Jesus. dog soldiers, Ugh. it's like, yes, yes, it it definitely dies in the yeah. first five seconds. Yeah, womp, womp. and Here. and also some dog soldiers <clears throat> also. They do. All right, so let's uh, let's get to our next. Our next question: Thanos or Dark Side? Oh, oh, Thanos, absolutely. Okay. Can I can I say Thanos? Is that going to bug you? No, no. I, I say it both ways. You, you go both ways on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's cool. I appreciate that. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, no. I mean, uh, I'm I'm a Marvel zombie all the way, and uh, to me, uh, both companies sort of uh, riff on each other and have kind of ripped each other off over the years. You know, like Black Cat, Catwoman, tons of other examples. Uh, I don't Deadpool know. I don't really know who came first. Yeah, Deadpool, Death, Deathstroke. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't know who uh, came dark, first. Dark side. Dark side. Like, by Denver? like. 30 years. Okay. 30 years, huh? <laughs> he was on the 60s Super Friends show. Goodness. Goodness gracious He was voiced me. by Frank Welker. He had like the same voice but as... But I mean, uh, like, who really? wasn't? Wave. Who wasn't voiced by <clears throat> Frank Welker? Uh, very few people. Don Messick was not. No. He was a, he's a real person, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, Th- Thanos, absolutely. Thanos. Thanos. Right. Th- Thanos. See, I always Thanos. called him Thanos, uh-huh. but like now that you know the movies are out, everyone calls him Thanos. I go mm-hmm. with that. So. Um, I also uh, really uh, have fond memories of, of uh, playing the '90s Capcom Marvel superheroes game in the arcades and uh, beating the crap out of Thanos as Spider-Man, and I was really good at that. Yeah, which is like really that like would like way too, too good. I was wicked good at it. You know, wicked good. Nothing wrong with that. Like wicked good. I'm not anymore though. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you could pick. My it up. street cred is just is just in the crapper. Unbelievable. But yeah, Thanos rules. He he controls all of reality, man. And he's got a crush on death. Like, what's the point in that? What 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 are you going for here? Do you actually are you like turned on by her or like what what's the deal? Is that a concept thing? Is conceptual? What's the deal? Well, but like, hey, uh, it's badass. It's like Chris Motionless says, if she's got a pulse, then she's not my type. True that. Uh, question three. How do you take your coffee? Uh, steaming hot in the face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wake you up. You know, You know. actually, uh, I, I take it up the face. Up the face? Yeah. That's what I do. Like when you trick-or-treat, you trick-or-treat up your face? Yeah, pretty much. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who is your favorite secondary Star Wars character? Um... Uh, uh, even though I hate the prequels, I love Kit Fisto. Ooh, that's a good call. Kit like, Fisto's I, I mean, the prequels ass. suck. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm no. I'm no apologizer. But um, I I really liked the Clone Wars show. Yep. And um, I got to say, my favorite episode of all was uh, season two episode. Uh, you know, I really wish I could remember the name, but it basically it starred Kit Fisto, and he went to. Uh, we got to see General Grievous's lair. And uh, he went and uh, sort of infiltrated his lair, and you got to just see everything from his perspective. He had a uh, Mon Calamari guy that was his Padawan, and he had, you know, clone troopers with him, and he was General Fisto, and it was like, yeah, this guy is the the man. And plus he has that, you know, awesome smile in, in Attack of the Clones, you know, ding, with Retson, you know? Yeah. That's the best. It's like Alien Squid <clears throat> Retson, you know he had it. Well, it's plus he's um, he has another great episode in the first season when they're on the I think they're on the Mon Calamari homeworld when they're underwater and he's just like shooting giant like force bubbles at people. Now was that the cartoon? Yes, yes, that was that was great. That was I loved yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, he was he was awesome. Yeah, he got taken out fairly quickly though. Well, yeah, I I, I feel like I could. Um, complain and be butthurt for probably an entire episode of Throwdown Thursday podcast just complaining about that final scene where you know 
the Mace Windu, Kate Fist, Kit Fisto, and the other two dudes go to fight Sidious and get taken down in one second. I mean, I'll, 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 let's not open that wound. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to step away from the mic here. Probably a good idea. <clears throat> All right. So, final question. <clears throat> Would you rather have monogram slippers or a monogram bathrobe? Um, can I have anything else? I mean, it has to be those two it's things. It's one of those two. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean... I was kind of hoping for like a monogrammed spiked cod piece or something, but you know that's more my style. But I mean, I, I'll just say I'll just say slippers, and we can move on. Okay, I mean that yeah. would go well with the cod piece. Yeah, although the it, robe would be a little bit more of a reveal. Uh, that's true. The robes the robes a little creepier though. I feel like robes are inherently creepy. Like you know you you don't know what's under there. You don't know how much is on. You know it's just like I don't know. I just I'll I'll stick with the slippers. I like okay. that answer. Yeah, Man, that's fair. Yeah, slippers. So you never yeah. hear like a good story about a bathrobe. It's always like True. you know pedophile caught in Walmart parking lot in a bathrobe. And, yeah, you know all like, the Charlie Rose stories. All going the around. Yeah. all the flags go up if you see someone out in public. Wearing a bathrobe, all the flags. Right? Unless full mass, unless it's uh, Jeff Bridges and the Big Lebowski. Okay, well, fair I enough. mean, fair yeah, enough. but that that there. Okay, so there's, there's like a big there, the there's a big Lebowski clause, obviously. But like bathrobes are they're comfy as fuck, dude. But like they get such a bad rap that like I don't even like wear mine out of the house to like go start my car in the morning or something. I did wear mine to the Force Awakens premiere, but it's Boba Fett, so it's Roba Fett. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and like the hood is like the helmet. So that you really love wordplay. You really, love I, it. I, I it's do. Your thing, isn't it? It is. Work it's with him. Something I've been. No, doing I like for it. A it's long clever. Time. Yeah, it's clever. Yeah. So I think uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss uh, some Planet Hulk stuff. And uh, I know that uh, El Goro was asking if we're going to talk a little bit about World War Hulk. Which right, right. the events immediately following Planet Hulk. So I think we can touch on that because it's technically the same incarnation of the Hulk. So we can we can kind of lead in through that. It was like the it was the sequel, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like the direct follow up. Yeah. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about some Hulk. Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Hello, this is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot. 
but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunchers.com. We are back. Um, we're going to be talking today about uh, one of my favorite characters, uh, the Incredible Hulk. And as many people know, over the years, he has had uh, a lot of different versions to him, and the way he's been depicted uh, has varied greatly. Like, if you are like me and you grew up with the Bill Bixby Lou Ferrigno TV show, and, you know, you were used to seeing him on that show where, you know, his his feats of strength were um, greatly diminished from what you would see in the comics. Uh, like, his abilities... I mean, his durability was still pretty high. Like, you know, he would shrug off bullet wounds and, you know, tank fire and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> he struggled to lift cars and things like that. Uh I mean, if you're used to that, then, you know, you know, seeing stuff that he's done, like, in the, the Secret Wars, where he supported a uh, 150 billion ton mountain range from crushing all the superheroes after the Molecule Man dropped it on him. That seems like a uh, an amount that, like, Dr. Evil would have come up with, doesn't it? It's like, it's 150... How, how, how much... 150 how many billion tons, tons. Is that mountain 150 billion? Billion tons. It seems <laughs> it seems accurate, though. <clears throat> I mean, you drop I actually, a mountain I actually remember range. that. I actually full on remember that. Yeah, yeah. I do because it's him holding it yeah. on the cover, and it s- literally says 150 billion tons, yeah. like right on the front. How do you it's, even quantify that, though? Uh, like, <clears throat> the Earth itself <clears throat> weighs no, six point nope. six six trillion tons, and you know, you take a small <laughs> portion of that. I'm sorry. I it's asked. just a nice round number. That sounds good. <laughs> it's an yeah, estimation. Just, it sounds good. Yay. It's uh, 150 billion. They put different numbers on the dartboard and they just was like, yeah, I'm just going to throw they a dart, it, whatever it yeah. lands. There they you had go. They monkey throwing darts at it. Yeah. The molecule man. Yeah. Owen Reese. He was, uh, he was a dweeb. Kyle's dad. Oh, was it? Oh, weird. He came from bad stock. Yes. He did. That's, but he was a savior he was a badass, of humanity. Yeah. yeah. Um, but today, the version of the Hulk we're going to be talking about is from the storyline Planet Hulk. And now, Steve, you were the one who suggested this because you uh, you are a fan, apparently. Why don't you uh, give us a, a rundown of why you decided to choose this particular character? Well, you know, um, it's it's topical. It's topical, man. We have uh, we have the new uh, Thor Ragnarok. Thor, Thor colon. Ragnarok is uh, Thor colon sounds like a terrible movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's weird. I guess. I mean, I'd I'd probably see it, but um, yeah, anything Marvel does, uh, pretty much. No, I uh, I was I've been so excited for this movie, and I'm so glad that it came out and lived up to expectations. And seemingly, most people love it, and I certainly love the crap out of it. And uh, 
And I was, uh, you know, like like a lot of people, really hoping that someday we would see, if not a Planet Hulk movie, then mm-hmm. in some incarnation of it, you know, in a movie movie. We had the animated movie came out. Which we just watched. Like which, I had seen it. Which but... wasn't bad. No. It definitely <clears throat> is not a bad adaptation even of, of the story. Like they condensed it and the animation and the drawings aren't the most amazing but you know it looks pretty good it's got its own look and uh <clears throat> i mean the story is uh is there you know pretty much and all the characters are there and they're right and and uh and there is there is a moment i don't, I don't know if i want to talk about this right out, out the gate but there's my favorite all-time moment of the planet hulk story uh was altered for the cartoon version and it's altered again for the movie but by god it's it's in all three versions which is when we we get to see the grand champion the of the of the arena on Sakar just the that moment that they build up to and uh i don't know i i really loved how um you took you took this character that you you really anytime it's a stranger in a strange land sort of scenario i think it's it's always interesting when you already know the character especially when you have a history with that character um and we know we know the hulk we know what his deal is we know what his bag is you know leave me alone i'm mad Ooger. i lift 150 billion ton mountains you know and molecule man drops them on me you know we know what he does we get it um but you you sort of take him and you do something so completely different and um in you, you know they in the story of the comic they uh it was uh the illuminati society which was um what was it? it was like all the all the heavy hitters like Professor X and Doctor Strange and Black Bolt from the Inhumans, Mister Fantastic. Fantastic, and they all were like okay. all the guys that were it, Professor X. I don't know if we said Professor. Yeah, X. we did. <clears throat> I may but, have. I may have all the people who are like you know high up intelligence wise. And right. I think at one point and they, they also had Infinity Stones, but I don't know if that was for this story. Like it gets really convoluted. But the, yeah, and they represented all the corners of the Marvel universe, which yeah. was cool. You know, it's like okay, Professor X is there for the mutants, and you know, so on and so forth. But they they just sort of decided they're like, all right, you know, this, this Hulk dude. I know we say he's our buddy and all, and he's like, you know, helped us out a bunch of times, but. Oh, I think he's finally, you know, more trouble than he's worth. So they decided, all right, well, we're going to send him off world and, you know, trick him into the spacecraft. And uh, and uh, he'll be fine, though. We found this uh, this random planet and it has no intelligent life, has plenty of game. He'll be good. It's going to be fine. He'll love it. And uh, and of course, uh, Hulk, when he finds out what happened, he gets very, very. Uh, well, he does his one move, which is is to get P.O.'d and. uh he uh, starts to wreck his ship, and it gets eh, it's this whole thing. It's a wormhole he gets sucked into. Like, and he ends up on this planet, Sakaar, and he becomes a, a slave and a gladiator. And it's, it's just really great. It's basically the first Conan the Barbarian movie, but with a, an Incredible Hulk, essentially, yeah. is what it yeah. is. Pretty much. Now, Ash, as you just watched this, what was your impression? Because we still have not seen the... Live action film. You haven't. Oh, you haven't no, seen. No, not yet. Uh, this the time of year. The plan was to go last week. Is so but busy. We were both very sick, <laughs> and so it's go. still on our radar. <laughs> so, I mean, feel free to spoiler away. Okay. I, I think I kind of know things, yeah. anyways, because it's been in the theaters. Tom Hiddleston's in it. There you go. I know yeah. Tom Hiddleston <laughs> is in it. That's why I want to go see it. Um, 
So I thought it was interesting. Um, first of all, and I don't mean to offend anyone by saying this, but the character of the Hulk is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be. I prefer Bruce Banner to the Hulk. I find Bruce Banner to be more interesting, just mm-hmm. to me anyways, especially psychologically. However, watching this movie kind of gave me a new perspective on the character. First of all, this was the first time, I believe it's the first time that it's a full movie uh, without the Hulk portraying Bruce Banner, like doing that back and forth. Um so I thought that was pretty interesting. Right, Hulk is the character. Right, right. It, it, it's Hulk. It's he, not Hulk is the Doctor Jekyll. Yes. Here. Yes. Um, and I thought it was very interesting too. See, I am not a comic book person. However, I do enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe and some of the DC Cinematic Universe. I like comic book movies. I like Mm -hmm. it when they're portrayed on the big screen. I've kind of developed um, an interest in comic books a little later in life and at this point there's it's just so saturated that it's yeah. like i don't even know where to even be begin yeah it's you like know, there's it's no just, entry point now if you right. were a kid and you happened to read what was out at that time cool right but like, now it's like oh what yeah do do? like you know, know back in like 1989 we're talking a different story but like now it's just it's like, so saturated dc there's has so, rebooted their so entire universe like twice recently like they yes. had the, the that's just recently. Yeah, yeah, they had the rebirth. That's like, hey, forget everything that's ever happened. They first ever. did the Crisis on Infinite Earths in like the and 80s. Then they, right? they yeah, Lady Convergence, <clears throat> which was a whole shit show too, but that's a different story. For and they've got time. the dark metal thing going on now. That sounds like a band I would like. Well, yeah. it's it's weird. It's it's they're uh, playing at the Palladium next week. Yeah. Little, it's a, I know it's a little bit off topic, but one of the um, are they opening for the Deadites? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. We, um, I, I, I review comics for Shoot the Breeze Comics, and one of those stories I'm doing is a, a Green Lantern book. And so Green Lantern's my uh, number one favorite DC property. Okay. Go ahead. So uh, I'm actually doing two Green Lanterns, but one of them is the Hal Jordan uh, version, and he just got into a fight with this evil Green Lantern Batman which is really weird, and I don't know the whole backstory to it because this mm. is just a part of this like heavy metal or dark metal or night metal. I forget what the hell it's called. It's something metal, but it's all these different versions. It's something of Batman, awesome is what you're saying, including a version of Batman who was driven to kill the Joker by the Joker, but the last thing that the Joker did was turn Batman into the Joker. So he's like an amalgamation of the two of them. Like it's it's insane, and he's got like this weird mask where it's like this band of spikes around his eyes. Like it's it's you throw a band of spikes on anything, it'll look better. I mean, that's what I always say. It's crazy, but like that's that's the whole point. Like I'm looking at this. Like I I'm I have a bit of a familiarity with the Green Lanterns and with Batman, but I'm looking at this. I'm like. I don't know who any of these people are. And that's to your point, Ash. It's like, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Right. Um, so for me, my only real exposure to this Hulk character has been in 
the cinematic universe in movies. And uh, briefly, um, I'm familiar with the Lou Ferrigno portrayal. Yeah. I wasn't super like into the, the show at all. Um, so it was interesting to watch a Hulk be the character, like the only character, um, and to watch him go through this whole kind of like character transformation a little bit. Um, he definitely goes on this character journey, which I enjoyed. And he's a lot more verbal in this one than I'm, I'm used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed, uh, I think I have a new appreciation for this character now that, you know, uh, they make the, the Hulk to be kind of like this big green giant, almost like bumbling oaf mm-hmm. type. Um, but in this, in, in the Planet Hulk movie, he's more like verbose and yeah. he has feelings, which you don't really see. Um, you know, it, it, Bruce Banner is the one who speaks eloquently and has the feelings and, and, and Hulk is this, you know, maniac that he turns into. So it was kind of cool to see almost like this um, kind of like balance of the two characters, but portrayed by hulk right it's usually like you know you get the you get the sense that oh hulk is uh is barely sentient he's he's just this force of rage or whatever and uh you know he's he represents what happens when you lose all control you're just unfettered rage and in this you don't feel like he's a rage monster you feel like he's just a really angry guy well i mean in the first um so we we you mentioned that he becomes a gladiator on this Sakaar, like, Sakaar. Yeah. Sakaar. Sakaar. Yep. Um in this first battle that he's involved in, like he doesn't even fight. Right. Like he just turns he's just away. So all set he's with just everything. so like, you know what? I'm he's good. He's trying to break out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, right. I mean, well, so I was I was actually gonna go like just uh to what you were talking about before, before we do the gladiator stuff. It's like it, interesting, I thought, uh that he is is this angry angry guy who who is is the one who has been suppressed he is the one who's hated he is the one who has no love he is the one so you feel like on the other when the she was on the other foot and you're like oh banner is your your analog then you're like oh yeah we don't we don't like the hulk he's i mean you kind of like him but you know it's it's if you were in that world you wouldn't like him right you know you'd be scared of him you'd be like oh jesus christ don't piss him off you know um but here it's like oh you sort of become he becomes sympathetic a little bit and you, especially in the cartoon movie i remember the way that they worked in the one banner scene which is like a just i think a dream that he has if i remember correctly and banner doesn't he come off kind of like a jerk don't you yeah, yeah. you don't like of, him at he's all. an arrogant yeah. dick yeah so you're seeing him the way the hulk gets to see everything so you feel like no the hulk is the one who's you know well they're both they're both fighting for for control obviously they both want to exist Right. But here is the first time I I felt personally that I I was like, oh, gee, you know, yeah, I guess I could see why you're so pissed all the time. Like this stinks. But, um, you know, so, yeah, you you get to see this whole other side of him and and he's he's much more verbal. And and, um, commenting on that, on him being more verbal in the in Thor Ragnarok, Thor colon Ragnarok. (laughs) um, There's actually a, a, a that's addressed. Really? And it's and mm-hmm. and basically what you learn is that well it's been two years since Age of Ultron which is the last time we saw him when he flew off at the end yeah. and 
and he's been the Hulk the entire time. Mm -hmm. So what they say in the movie is that, you know, he's basically had these two years as the Hulk to kind of settle into himself. You know, previously he's existed in short spurts. It's like a toddler being just born out of nowhere and, you know, everybody's shooting stuff at them. And they're like, you know, you know, a hundred thousand, a hundred fifty billion pound toddler. I don't know. Um, I'm not quite sure what the Hulk weighs. Um, but according yeah. to the Marvel series, one uh, trading cards, he weighs a uh, thousand and eight pounds. Oh, I believe uh, you, you just pulled that right out. Wow. He's seven. It's impressive. Like seven. I'm sure it's seven changed feet. now. Yeah, like if you look at the. Well, he grows and he yeah. shrinks. Especially if so, you look at the Ang Lee movie, like the matter he get. Like at one point, he's fourteen feet tall. Like when he's fighting the the three dogs. Yeah, which was the most <laughs> exciting uh, scene in the movie. Oh God, uh, Nick Nolte. I don't think even knew there was a camera on him. I don't. Yeah, I, I fully <laughs> believe Nick Nolte had no idea he was making a movie. I, yeah. We just saw Nick Nolte being Nick Nolte at all times. Yeah. yeah. But to add on to what Steve said, there is the verbal um, aspect of the Hulk in the comics and in the cartoon movie is translated into the film. Like you see Hulk speaking a lot more than just Hulk smash, which is really nice because it kind of sees like a little bit of a humanistic element into him. Yeah, because there there were a few times that like throughout the comics, and I don't know if they're doing this for the movie, but there were a few times through the comics where, you know, either one personality, like the Banner personality, was was taken away, and he was just the Savage Hulk, who was the most powerful incarnation, but, like, he was unstoppable. Then you have the, uh, when Doc Samson kind of merged all the personalities together, so he was the Hulk, but he also had Banner's intelligence. So but, he was called the Professor, I think, at that point? Yeah. I think they called him the Professor. And before that was when he, he was the Grey Hulk and he was the nightclub owner. Yeah, Remember Joe Fix It. Joe Fix It. So so silly, right? Like, that <clears throat> yeah. never would have worked. Obviously, that that's the sort of thing. Like, you know, Marvel, I love what I love about Kevin Feige and, and, and everything that they do. It's like they are so bold. They understand their characters so well. And this is where I think that they have the, the biggest leg up on the DC movies. And really, you can't blame DC. It's really, it's really Warner Brothers. But um, you know, it's 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 like they understand so much of why people love their characters mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff, and they're bold with their decisions. And there are certain things they pull back on, and they're like, "Okay, Hawkeye's costume, we're we're not going to do it. Uh, Thor's helmet, well, we don't want to cover up Helmsworth. Okay." But there, and, and yet we'll give you, you know, a, a raccoon shooting a machine gun, you know, and, and a talking tree and stuff. Like th- they're going to do certain things. They do more than I ever expected that they would do. But clearly, something like Joe Fix it is just probably not going to translate on screen. Right. So there are certain things you're just never going to see. Well, but. one of the the things I was saying about the the professor phase. Oh right. Is where I totally cut you off there. Yeah, it's all right. I, I do. That, all the that's time. what we do here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, where he had Banner's intelligence, but because he had Banner's intelligence and sense of reason and logic, he couldn't reach his max power. Um, another solid Simpsons reference. He couldn't reach his ultimate potential. So as a result... Because he, the stronger, the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets, right. right? And when he has the Banner side to him, Banner can't reach that same level that just the pure, unadulterated Hulk. And I think they're doing that... Um, like, if you look at what happened in Guardians 1 and 2, where, you know, you have Star-Lord holding on to the the, the uh, Infinity Stone by himself. If, I mean, granted, it was only for a second, but holding on to the 
thing of himself, and it turns out he's a celestial, and he has this great power, and then he gets the power taken away. I think that's to make the fight against Thanos like that much um, more daunting because it's like, oh, well, you have the power of Celestial. Oh, you're the Hulk. You have limitless power. And I thought you were just going to say is the power of Kurt Russell. I mean, <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's actually more impressive. I mean, that facial hair. I mean, nobody, nobody grows a mustache like Kurt friggin' Russell. That no. is true. Sam Elliott, I guess, but... Yeah, he's the only one that comes... Well, Sam Elliott and... Um, Oh, what the hell is his name? Don't Ron, you say Tom Selleck. No, no, Ron Swanson. Um, oh, yeah. Ron Swanson, right? Um, oh, Nick Offerman. Nick, yeah, Offerman. Nick Offerman, right. That's a hell of a mustache. It's not... I mean, yeah, but the, the handlebars that, that Russell can get, it's like... I don't With know, the mutton chops? It's like crazy. In, uh, they all connect in these eight. weird ways Yeah, and I was stuff. just going to yeah. say hatefully, that mustache yeah. was rocking. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that is the king of all mustaches, actually, the hateful acre. It may be. Yeah. It may be. Yeah. But yeah, like that. I think that's what they're doing there. You could hide cheeseburgers in that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Last week, save a snack for later. But yeah, you get these, you know, these uh, examples of like this incredible acts of power and strength, like when he's taking down the Chitari giant, yeah, the the whale thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's pulling this thing down. He like takes one takes one down with a single punch, and he's like pulling the other one down out of the sky by hanging onto its jaw. Yeah. And, you know, you see all these different things that he's doing, but then, like, oh, it's like, okay, well, now we're going to give you... And I wouldn't be surprised to see that in the movie. Like, well, now that I have tapped into my in my own, you know, Banner's intelligence and ability to, to rationalize, I can't just cut loose and get incredibly angry and just, like, so I lose think, myself. I think that's that's really interesting, but I, so you haven't seen the movie, obviously. It's, I have. It's So I would say, would you agree, it's not quite not quite like that i don't think he he is tapped into banner the way you're you're presuming i agree i agree um well you definitely see hulk breaking down spoiler if you have not seen i know he fights surter well no this is where banner really comes out when he the hulk and banner kind of separates when he gets the when thor finds the ship and he's trying to you know break into the ship and like get it running again and the message from natasha or the black widow scarlett johansson's character really kind of the vision of her that's when the hulk se- starts to separate from bruce banner right and then bruce banner comes out and doesn't realize that he's been gone for two years and it's like you see it takes one thing bruce's like bruce's ultimate like weakness is natasha and you see him coming become a human again right right but it, it's not as if he's he's not the professor in this movie to right be clear <clears throat> but he, he still does, he does what I'm, I'm just the the point i'm making is like because he's you know he's starting to develop some sort of intelligence and like his he's able to kind of communicate and rationalize because if you look at the way uh he is in age of ultron when you know he's just smashing things and wrecking things, and even Natasha is terrified of him. Right? No, he's come a long way since then, for sure. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he, yeah. maybe he they're setting it up so he can't just tap into that like unfettered rage, like when you saw him fight against Thor in the first Avengers, mm-hmm. when 
you know, she looks over at him and, you know, Natasha's looking at him and she's like, hey, you know, it's all right. And he just like freaks out and starts chasing her down. I love that scene so much. And she's just running for her life. And then Thor shows up and saves her. But it's like at that point, like you see the steady progression. Like there's that. And then there's Age of Ultron. And now you see this. So it's like they're slowly almost depowering him. Or not like completely depowered, but bringing it down to the point where it's like, okay, Thanos is the big bad. Like no one can compete with him. You have no chance. Like, yeah. So I think you're you're completely right then, because um, for sure, over time, I guess the other way to say it is he's he's gotten less angry. Yes. And if they're they're connected, if his anger is his his strength, then yeah, a hundred percent true. So yeah, maybe you're right. They're slowly depowering their heaviest hitter. So that when Thanos comes out, he's, it's not going to be like a, a one-hit punch. Because, I mean, even when he fights Thanos in the comic, like, I mean, he puts up a good fight for a couple of seconds, mm-hmm. and Thanos is like, oh, right, I'm the master of, like, all mind, space, time, reality, power, and soul, so you're gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I think is funny, too, where we see his power kind of decreasing in the film there's a running joke of who's the strongest Avenger and Thor keeps the, you know, to unlock them to go back to the um, ship scene. He's trying to unlock the ship and he's like, Thor, you know, strongest Avenger. And it's like, no, you're not it. And then Hulk comes over and he's like, strongest Avenger Hulk. And it like, you know, the, the ship opens up and it's like, he still has that power. And especially towards the end where he's trying, he's with everybody at, um, what what um thor's place thor asgard asgard and he's trying to fight the um evil guy and he's going out there and he's trying to beat him and thor's like not now thor uh hulk you can't fight him and thor and hulk is just like why not and it's it's a funny scene and you can see that his power is decreasing in the whole right uh, marvel cinematic universe that that is a really fun um running gag with this movie though i think that the play between Thor and and Hulk and you know which one is actually the strongest because I think as fans we've all sort of wondered that in the movie verse it's like oh well well who's who's really the stronger one you know they never actually had to really fight so it's there like, oh, is no, they both um, there's a, a video series I follow on YouTube called film theory and one of the things he did was who is the stronger Avenger and you know they were going by comic book things and they both you know Every fight that they've had has kind of ended in a draw, oh. and every time that um, you know they're shown to do like these ridiculous feats of strength, Thor has done something comparable to what the Hulk has done, but he he ended up going by um, what they've done in the movie and like using math and stuff. You know, the Hulk is stronger, but it's still like it's close enough that you know if he gets depowered a little bit more and thor does become the most you know the strongest avenger especially with whatever newfound powers he has um it's pretty close yeah i mean it's, it's close enough it's close y- enough for jazz anyway yeah you just t- toss a coin and you know you could be right i don't know if i don't know if bruce banner listens to jazz he should. You know? he, that might he, mellow him out a little yeah, bit. Chill him out. He does. He does wear a uh, Duran Duran shirt in the movie. Well, he is hungry like a wolf. 
Well, that is the joke, actually. Yeah, doesn't he fight uh, uh, Fenrir? He does. Yeah. yeah. He does. And indeed he does. I, 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 when I was a kid, I read voraciously about Norse mythology. Ah, uh, yes, me too. H- have you read the uh, the Neil Gaiman Norse mythology book? No. Oh, it's so good. Because if you're going to have anybody explain anything to you, why why not have it be Neil Gaiman? That's fair. That's Espe- fair. Especially if he's going to like actually use his own voice. You know, that's the best. Audible is your friend. <laughs> Ash, We're not sponsored by Audible, by the way. We should, though. Amazon, you should. got extra money. <laughs> Give us your money. Give me some money, Amazon. Um, so I want to... Um, what's with Warbound? It's, it was a concept just in the... Uh, so in the... In the comic, it just just real quick, it was very, very, very different. Okay. You know, not a whole ton of Planet Hulk actually made it into Thor Ragnarok. It, essentially, it, it's it's like the character of the Hulk as a gladiator, the fact that the planet is called Sakaar, um, the fact that a lot of people are slaves and are con- controlled by these, these uh, circular discs that are, you know, embedded into their skin. Um, virtually nothing else. Um, well, I would say the reaction of Hulk being a superstar would from the comics and in the movie kind of are very similar. Yeah, true, true. But his final opponents are very his, different. Yeah, the, the yeah. final... Oh, I, know I, I want to get to that. I want to get to that. So, yeah, let's jump into that because the, the, the whole point is, like, you know, as the slaves are battling on, it's, you know, typical, like, Roman gladiators. Well, she asked about Warbound. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. Okay. Okay, I didn't, uh, want, I didn't want to that's, that's okay, I just wanted to kind of well, no, progress that's, in the, that's the part of Hulk it. story. Because like, that's, that's part of it. Like, the Warbound are, like, the, the people that he's been fighting with. And as they're fighting, like, the more matches they win, the closer they get to gaining their freedom. The last fight that they have in... Now, in the movie, I'm guessing it's Thor versus the Hulk. Correct. That's that's the big moment that I was talking. I was alluding to with the, yeah. uh, the grand champion moment. Yeah, because we've it. seen that in the in the trailer. Yeah. Right. So that's what I. I mean, and a lot of people said. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, it was a mis- It was a mistake to show that in the trailer because would that not have been the greatest reveal of all time?" And that, I say, sure, but they got butts in seats, and they need butts in seats, and for sure, the Thor movies never performed even close to the way this one is, and. I, there's no denying This one's that. gone in a completely different direction than the other ones have. Correct. Now. True. Different tone and, and the comedy and everything. But I think that the seeing Planet Hulk, seeing if, even if you didn't know the source material, seeing the Gladiator Hulk in that scene where he's like, I know him, he's a friend from work. I mean, like, everybody loved that so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. That was yeah. great. I mean, I know in the in the animated show, I had to explain... Ashes, who you know, who Beta Ray Bill was, because I mean, he, I kept he, calling him Beta Max Bill. <laughs> that's a different guy, right? So funny. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's Ooh. not a well-known character. Like, who the hell is this? Oh, uh, that's Alien Horse Thor. Yes, what? That, that works though. That, that's him. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's him in a nutshell. So the so yeah, so that kind of is a great segue into that that grand champion moment. That's three different flavors of the same moment in the comics. You know, in all versions. There's a moment where the main character has to come up against the big grand champion of the Sakarian, you know, Colosseum there. In the in the comics, it's uh, it ends up being the Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. which you find out that um, he has previously been just like Hulk ended up being, you know, just 
crash landing on Sakar. He got captured. He lost his board or whatever. Or no, he had the board. He was called the Silver Savage, and he was using the board like a like a shield. It was really really cool, and it's just basically this awesome cameo moment because there aren't a lot of Marvel characters in the story because it takes place on this whole new place. The story was written by Greg Pak, who's an awesome dude. Yes. And um, he does good work with he, the Hulk. Yeah, he, he he's he's great. And so he got to essentially this open sandbox and he just created all these characters and all these, you know, mythologies on this this brand new place that we've never seen before. It's not like it was, you know, the Skrull homeworld or something or or the Kree homeworld. It's like a brand new planet. It's called Sakar. He came up with all these races that all this, you know, political stuff and whatever and of course it's not it's not run by a lovable uh, jeff goldblum no <laughs> that is true it's 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 run by a tyrannical Dick. bastard the red king yeah and um and stuff so yeah it's it's really kind of a different tone like very different tone it's funny that the movie is so funny but um but so silver savage in the comics in the cartoon they used like as you said they used beta ray bill who is the alien horse thor Yes. A very apt description, I think. I mean, that's the best way to now, describe him. Now, so he, he does actually have a, uh, uh, I wouldn't call it a cameo. I would say they allude to Beta Yeah, Ray his Bill. face is on like a, a pillar or something because yes, he was like a past champion. Yes, yes. Along yeah. with uh, Man-Thing. Yes. And uh, Ares is also yep. there. And Bi-Beast, which I had never even heard of this character. I hadn't heard of him, but like I had heard some of like the story that he was with. But yeah, yeah, I he's saw like the... two two heads stacked on top of each other. I don't know. Clearly, they were running out of uh, ideas for Hulk villains. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but but pretty, yeah, pretty cool. I did like the. There's a slight change with you know the comic to the movie because in the movie, like. Again, you know, the, we the, get into this you, you the the animated, animated. Okay, yeah, the animated movie because we got into this a little bit. Like Thor is not as powerful as the Hulk. Like you know, if pound for pound, if they're fighting, like they're not. He's not as powerful as the Hulk. So seeing Beta Ray Bill, who is like a B version of Thor, it's like, oh well, yeah, it's really not that impressive. Like. Yeah, but that that's like saying, you know, Steve O'Gary is not an impressive singer because he sounds exactly like Steve Perry. I mean, it's still impressive. No, no, I hear you. You know, I mean, no. I don't yeah. I don't stop believing ever. Ever. Nor should you. Um but in, when you have a guy like the Silver Surfer against the Hulk, this is a guy who legitimately can defeat the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that he, they depowered him, and I can't remember what they said. I don't know if it was just the disc that was controlling him, it limited his his power cosmic, yes. or, or what it was. Yeah, I believe that's but what it they was. Definitely said he was depowered somehow. They had to because he is like as powerful as the Hulk is. Like he's so far beyond that. Yes. Now I have a question. So, in the animated movie, when it's the final battle, it's with Betamax Bill. Yep. Sure. Um, he apologizes as he's like entering the arena. Like I'm says something about like I'm sorry, but I have to do this or something like that. Forgive me. Yes, yeah, that's it. Um, I'm horrible with quotes. I make up my own. Um, Character names too. Oh yeah, yeah. Beta Maxville. <laughs> you make them um, better. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I I'm curious if they did the same thing with. The silver Same thing. savage, like yes. if, if he apologized, he, yeah, he didn't want to fight him. And, and actually, in the the comic, it was it was Hulk. So so now 
to to be fair, in the animated version of Planet Hulk and the comic version of Planet Hulk, the main character is not Thor. The main character is the Hulk. Right. So they switched it for Thor Ragnarok. So our analog character, our protagonist, is now Thor. And now we still get the cool Planet Hulk, but he's coming out of the big door. Right. But in the comics and in the, uh, in the cartoon, it was, uh, it was this moment of Hulk recognizing uh, this other character. And um, I know that it was because it's been a while since I've seen the Betamax Bill one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for sure, it was the Hulk who was trying to get the surfer to stop. Okay. Which is also kind of interesting because it's the Hulk. Right. Saying, dude, don't fight, which is what Thor did in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. He's but like, he's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, and then, yeah. you know, you know, they ended up fighting anyway. But in, in that movie, they kind of made it more like. Hulk kind of likes being a gladiator. He kind of yeah. likes being the center of attention. He kind of digs this whole existence. You know, what's better for him? Yeah, and the, yeah. the best part is when, like, he, like, they destroy the disc. And he's like, oh, I'm free. I don't have to fight. And Hulk just comes in and pummels the shit out of him. <laughs> like, he just in the comic? There. In the comic? No, in the in the um the Betamax in the, in the Betamax, oh, yeah, yes. Like he's sitting there and he's like, "Oh, I'm free!" And the Hulk just like right right at that second like leaps on him and just starts like pounding him <laughs> into the dirt. Like his face is it's all fucked really up. difficult for the Hulk to maintain any composure whatsoever. It's like really really delicate balance. Like, oh no, you screwed it up. Like, oh, now you I'm shouldn't. Pissed. Like, you didn't need to kill him. Like, they're like, oh, stop! Don't kill him. You've won. We've won our freedom. It's like, oh, all right, and that sort of happens with the Silver Savage too, the Silver Surfer, and 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 uh, he get he get he frees him, and you're like, okay, Silver Surfer's in the comic now, and and he's like, he just pieces out. He's like, he's like, mm, uh, th- thanks, um, yeah, I gotta go over here though. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, bye, see ya. Because it's all about the Hulk. It's not about the Hulk getting help from right, Beta it's the Max same, Bill. Or it's Silver the same Surfer. reason why uh, why Gandalf has uh, business in the South. Yeah. In the Hobbit, yeah, because you you can't just have Gandalf be around all the time. He solves all your damn problems. Exactly, and I think that's part of the reason why they're depowering everyone in the yep. in Marvel. It's like, yeah. you know, the guys that are getting the biggest upgrades. You know, a guy like Iron Man, Spider Man, and Black Panther. It's like, hey, great, you're just guys. <laughs> like, it's sweet that Bucky has a new arm. All you guys are just guys. It's like. It's sweet that Bucky has a new arm and, and Scarlett Johansson has a new hairdo. Uh, Thanos is going to throw a moon at you. I can't wait for when Captain Marvel comes out. Oh, yeah. And shit oh, will get God. real. Yeah. That's another story. And you guys, you guys see that um, uh, Jude Law is now signed yes. for Captain Marvel? Yes. He's going to really? be, yeah, as the mentor for uh, Brie Larson's. Be- yeah, because the, the original Captain Marvel in the comics was a dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. And really? Yes. Well, the original, yep. original, original Captain original. Marvel was okay. Shazam. Um, that's that's, that's true. D, yeah. Wait, is that? That's DC. DC. It so wasn't he, originally, though. He had to change. Yeah, it, it was, was uh, some other random company. Uh, that's not. Wait, wait, wait. Totally that's not the movie comics. with Shaquille O'Neal. No, that's <laughs> no, Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> no, Shazam is Billy Batson, and he says Shazam. He's a little kid, and he says Shazam, and he turns into a guy that's just as powerful as Superman. Yeah. So, and he so no big guy. black genie guy? No. No, but okay. The Rock is going to play Black Adam, according oh, to rumors. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
So, so uh, Jude Law goes from being Dumbledore, young Dumbledore, to a Marvel in the Captain Marvel, which is I'm so excited. So when does Anna Paquin come in and steal her powers? Hopefully oh, nobody. Uh, Hopefully no, hope, no, 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 point. no, no. She is not allowed to. Well, that's what happens. No, with, I'm uh, aware. I, what's her I, name? I, Rouge. Rouge. Yes, <laughs> I've seen the comic. I read that comic. That Rogue old. One. But anyways, we should probably... I caught that comic on TV last night, a little bit of it. So we should definitely talk about World War Hulk, because we do have a listener who's really interested in us talking about that. So. El Goro did ask us about that. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with World War Hulk there, uh, Skippy, but uh, how familiar are you with World War Hulk? Well, Hulk. with Planet Hulk... Um, you know, he's a grand champion, and, you know, people love him, and he falls in love. And then... Aww. Yeah, and then the ship decides to blow up because, you know, the Illuminati just can't have the Hulk around, and the Hulk gets pissed because he loses his wife and their unborn child, and Hulk is on his way to fucking fuck shit up. Yeah. Go back to Earth and fuck shit up. He stops first uh, on the moon and confronts... Uh, who's his face? Black, Black Bolt. Bolt. Mm-hmm. Black Bolt, for those of you who don't know, is on. I guess he's in the is the Inhumans. Is that like the TV show or a movie? Or we what don't do talk about the Inhumans television show because it doesn't exist. Well, but whatever. It's a TV show, and apparently played by Anson Mount. It's uh, not so good yeah. of uh, Hell on Wheels fame. It's it's a shame that that the show ended up being crappy because Hell on Wheels is awesome. Wolfie, what else? Anson Mount. Didn't you guys talk about him like a couple of years ago? He was in like one of the movies you guys reviewed, and I don't remember. I have no idea. <laughs> Anton Mount or Axel Braun? Maybe that's what you guys were talking about. Well, Axel Braun's a very different thing. <laughs> it, it, no, I know, but I, I think you might like somebody might have. It might have been Raven Shadow who segued from Anton Mount into Axel Braun. Maybe that's what it was. But uh, yeah, so he goes and uh, Black Bolt. For people who are unaware, his power is uh, he's like what is it like the King of the Inhumans or yeah. the President yeah. or something? The King and. His power is uh, like this super powerful voice. I don't know exactly. It's what like they a call sonic it. that cu- he opens his mouth and it just. If he whispers, he could knock a building down, right? Mm-hmm. Shit right. like that. <clears throat> and so he gets the Hulk gets him to scream at him, which could like just blows like this huge chunk of the moon away. And the Hulk's like, "Oh, that's all you got!" And then Hulk just beats the shit out of him mm-hmm. because he is like more enraged than he has ever been, and he blames the Illuminati. Yeah, because the Illuminati sent him to this planet, and the ship that they sent him in exploded and killed his family. And during this crisis, while he's on Sakar, he has uh, probably a greater feat of strength than even uh, his mountain catching—the one hundred and fifty billion ton mountain you made. Yes. Um, where he pulls two tectonic plates together during an earthquake. Of course he does. <laughs> like, he's inside, like, the the mantle of the earth, and he's, like, holding two tectonic plates together and kind of moves them back together. So As that, you do. So the uh, planet doesn't rip in half. So then he gets to Earth, and he's, like, he sends this projected hologram dealie to Earth, and he's all like, okay, so I want the Illuminati. Give me them, and no one else gets hurt. Uh, but if you don't, uh, I'm just going to fuck everything up. I'm going to beat y'all. So he shows up at uh, Westchester, New York, and uh, demands to see demands to see Professor X, and Beast answers the door. He's like, how you doing, Bruce? And he's like, fine, Hank. Chuck home? He's like, uh, no. So 
He's out for a jog. Yeah. <laughs> he went for a walk. Uh, so they they go back and forth a little bit, and they're like, listen, he's here. And Charles is like, yeah, I'm here. Um, I'll, I'll go with you to help every, like, And they're like, no, Charles, we can't let you do that. We're all, we're all going to fight the Hulk. So, like, everyone, like Colossus and str- the uh, aptly named guy who's very strong, uh, strong guy. He shows up. Is that his name? That is yeah. his name. His real name <laughs> I mean, is Guido. A, yeah, it's a stage name. You know. Yeah. Hey, you're a really strong guy. Yeah. Saying, did they run out of strong. names? We're gonna call you Strong Guy. guy. They use the same dart board for the numbers. Think somebody lost <laughs> yeah. a bet. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a guy on Arrow called Mister Terrific. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. So. so he's. I wish I'm making this. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's fighting all the X like Wolverine, X twenty three, Storm, Cyclops, everybody, and he's just X twenty five through seven seventy eight. Like they're all there. He's uh, punching the hell out of uh, Emma Frost, who's in her diamond form. Like he's got her in his hand, and he, she's like, "Well, I could, I could." Uh, I could, you know, control his mind and shut his mind down. He's like, yeah, you could, but do you think you could do that faster? Like, you can't control my mind while you're in your diamond form. So do you think you could switch to your human form and control my mind faster than I can just crush you with my hand here? And she's like, probably not. And he's like, oh, okay. And he just, like, punches her into the ground and buries her under all this rubble, knowing that she has to stay in her diamond form or she'll die. Colossus comes at him and he catches both of his hands and he's like, you know, at one point you were probably my equal. You were close to me. He goes, but now, and he just snaps his arms. And so like he's in his metal form. So his forearms are snapped in half, but no one can like bend them back. So he can turn back to his flesh form and they can mend his arms. It's all very epic. Like there's a dude named Darwin whose power is random evolution is that uh he evolves to meet whatever threat so if like oh i'm made of fire he's like well i'll turn into a giant ball of water or sand or so something if you dump a dump truck of tribbles on him what uh he would be what would what would happen there he would probably turn into something that he's static electricity man Low, probably um, no something to dampen the electricity he's just he's just made of rubber he's a giant condom yeah something yeah. he would just wrap around them that's uh it's kind of weird, but his uh, his reaction to the Hulk is he develops teleportation powers and teleports away. Well, that's that's convenient. So he's like, Come no, on. like he can he can you know match any threat that comes at him, and he left. Like, what does that tell it's just you? An right excuse now? to be a bad writer. You're like, this guy can do anything. So shut up. So he left. Uh, so. Yeah, he. There was nothing he could do. Like strong guy absorbs kinetic energy, and the Hulk hit him hard enough to give him a heart attack because he couldn't absorb all of the kinetic energy. Um, so he he just he destroys all of the X Men. Like he beats the hell out of Wolverine. Like he's like, oh well, Wolverine, you know, you can you're a challenge to me. So I think I'll throw you to New Jersey now. And he just like flings. And Wolverine's like, oh, no, that's my weakness. Not New Jersey. (laughs) And then uh, X-23 is like, oh, I'm a clone of Wolverine. He's like, yeah, but you don't have Wolverine's like centuries of experience. So he just like immediately knocks her out. It's like, wow, I I just beat up a 13 year old girl. And one of the well, no, she's older in this. Oh, she's she's, an adult now. She's fully. 
Yeah. 18 now. So okay. at this, at, and, you know, so throughout the story, like, all these different heroes are like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to meet you in New York. I'll meet you in this, uh, like, stadium, like Yankee Stadium or something. And he's like, that's where we'll have our fight. So bring bring all your, all your people. I'll bring my warbound. So, like, all those people came with him from Sakaar. Uh, everybody that fought with him and survived through, they go to Sakar. I mean, they go from Sakar to Earth, and they're fighting alongside him. So, like, so he doesn't get just completely, you know, swarmed by sheer numbers. So, Warbound. Long story short, <laughs> they're Hulks as peeps. Yeah, okay. there is, buddies. Yeah, that's all we should have said. They come with him, and then in the, the Thor Ragnarok movie, it's Thor's peeps. So, yeah, Valkyrie. Valkyrie and is, they were just called the Revengers. They, yeah, the Revengers. Just to, just to be hilarious. Really? Yeah, it's it's really it, yeah, it's a funny yeah. scene yeah. because Valkyrie's like really everything's tongue in cheek though. Yeah, yeah. Very, From yeah. start to finish, it's always you're laughing, which I think for me, not to break apart, I think having this entertainment, uh, like this funny film, is preparing us for probably. The dark, the darkness of what's going to be happening the- with Avengers: Infinity, and I actually just had a thought as we're talking about World War Hulk. I wonder if we're going to see World War Hulk in this Avengers: Infinity, well, and- like them shipping them him off. Well, no, more of like him just. I don't know, like him getting, you know, he is de- decreasing in power, but like he needs that moment to really beat Thanos. Like maybe, like I'm just making a prediction. I'm probably wrong. Maybe Black Widow dies, and then like World War Hulk comes out and fucks shit up. Yeah, yeah. I, I could absolutely see that. He does turn into World Breaker Hulk because he just gets madder and madder. There so I'm just is, making that prediction out there. There is so. a point though, and I, I want to make sure I get to this because El Goro did uh, post some of the pictures. Um, there is a point where. Ghost Rider has the prob- the power to stop the Hulk through his penance stare, and the penance stare basically like is that like blue steel? No, it's a little <laughs> bit different. The penance stare force. It's kind of like the crow's power, where like you feel all your victims. Uh, it's uh, super uh, emo powers, basically. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, like he shows up. I feel all the feelings. <laughs> yes, so many feels. <laughs> he shows up. Looks at the Hulk. The Hulk looks so, at so him. So me in 2003, just, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know you then, but probably. Yeah. And he just turns around Super and leaves. Super emo. He just turns around and leaves. And they're like, why is he leaving? Like, well, he's the Ghost Rider. He's the protector of the innocent. Hulk hasn't done anything wrong. He's just seeking vengeance for what we did to him. Oh, snap. So they're like, oh, that sucks. And then the Hulk just like shatters Doctor Strange's hands and like punches the shit out of the Hulkbuster and yeah it's 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 good times phenomenal it's, it's uh it's just basically destroy porn yeah it's just the Hulk wrecking everything yeah. rage but then Hulk there's smash. like a huge smash huge, porn that's what uh, it is smash porn that's what it is there's a huge reveal at the end that like and I don't want to spoil it because it's it's just it's so epic but there's a huge reveal at the end and you're like oh shit Oh, this is not going to end well. Like it's even worse than everything else that's happened in the whole. Everybody die? Uh, no, but the universe just like kind of like folds in on in, itself. Yeah. Barry Allen comes in, and you know the end the of Men in Black when uh we find out we're just a marble. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it's it. It's not that. It's something different. 
So I think uh, with that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and bring this discussion to a close. And uh, we're we, we had one other question. What was uh, the other question? Oh, we'll t- we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's email. when we come. Yeah, we had we come back from that. We'll do that. We'll do a segment and then we'll come back and we'll read the email. Yeah, you good, Steve? You're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we're gonna just checking. We're gonna come back and do the uh, do the the question in the in the next segment. So we'll go ahead. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do our uh, our uh, failed battle results because <laughs> I screwed something up. Um, Way to go! And uh, we'll preview next week, and uh, we'll get a little more information from Steve after we read our email. So, uh, Wolfie, if you please, let's go to break. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. (laughs) It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci. Deuce bags. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday Podcast. Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys, the only show featuring Baby Jesus with a nail gun, the pride of PA, and the show with the eye of the tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Illusion. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and punchfarm.com. Keep on punching! <laughs> And we're back, <clears throat> and my voice is kind of back. It's been going in and out all, all episode. I keep long. yelling at you at work to shut up. Yeah, I know. Can can someone donate a voice to you? Maybe is that possible? I I don't know. I will preferably take, somebody like British. I yeah, say, I'll take Wooberman's voice. Oh, that reminds me. Hey, that reminds me. That's what we call <clears throat> in the biz a segue. No, that's what we call. I totally forgot about this. Now, if you recall some months back, or it seems like months back, uh, Ash has reminded me of this today before we recorded. Um, I mentioned something about a costume contest and uh, that people could win it by posting pictures of their costumes. And uh, I did choose a winner. It was tough. Uh, I had a very hard time not choosing uh, Tim Nice's uh, baby girl dressed as a dinosaur. Aww. Or... uh, 
Justin Cooper's uh, young girl dressed as Sally from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. But I think uh, what I have to go with is I have to go with Wooberman, uh, our good buddy from across the pond, because he dressed up as Robin to his son's Batman. That's and cute. And I thought that was uh, that was a hell of a, a hell of a choice. And uh, I mean, everybody did a, a nice job. So, Wooberman, what I'm going to do is I'm going to select five random comic books, and I'm going to send those to you. So, when you get a chance, uh, I'll reach out to you, or you can reach out to me, and uh, we can get some some information exchanged, and uh, I can figure out where to send these. So, that would be your prize. I I didn't even figure out what the prize was until earlier today. I was like, shit, I have a bunch of stuff, but... I, I like, made all of these <clears throat> false promises. What am I going to do? Well, like, I have a ton of stuff that, you know, we can give away for prizes, but I was like, all right, what can I give away that, like, isn't going to be super heavy to ship across, you know, the ocean? So five random comic books I think we'll do. And uh, Now, is this the, uh, was this the girl Robin, the Frank Miller girl Robin he dressed up as here? No, this is uh, just regular Robin. He kind of looked like Damian Wayne. Just regular yeah. boy Robin. Yeah, Damian but his his huh. three four year old was Batman. Mm-hmm. Ship me over with the comics. Interesting. So, so I can go over there and go find sounds, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, sounds really really edgy. It was, <clears throat> but you know I I thought it was cute and it was my contest, so I get to decide who who wins the prize. So suck it, Van Samson. Yeah, if that is your real name, <laughs> it is. Um, it's actually Steve Von Samson. Uh, I, I know. I know. Ashes were like almost related. We have the same okay. middle fake middle name. Well, you're you're almost. you're yeah. You're a you're, you're a Van, and I'm a Von. I know. It's it's similar though. It is. It's. It, I feel like we're we're spiritually related. Almost. We 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 There's wanted to go with the the same, uh, like sounding like yes. three letters. Yes. We did. We separately decided A first name and a last name just wasn't cutting it for us. We had to have the little in the middle. Listen, nobody lives in a Vaughn down by the river. (laughs) No, Nobody's going to fall and worship a guy named Victor Doom. Nope. Okay. Nope. It's got to be Vaughn Doom or nothing. So as we alluded to prior to the break. We failed. We do have a... uh, (laughs) We failed. Failed at what? We battle? Failed. You we didn't failed. put up the battle last week. I didn't. I wasn't getting to that. I was going to do oh. our our uh, our email first. But yes, I forgot because I was both sick and full of turkey over uh, Thanksgiving, and I I need to. I was at space jail. She was in space jail, and can she, you guys explain to me the space jail thing? <laughs> Nicole occasionally okay, get, so goes I, to jail for stalking Benedict Cumberbatch and. She made a plaster <laughs> cast of his penis. I did not. That's disgusting. Is Don't it really a... though? It wasn't it plaster. Really? <laughs> it wasn't plaster. It was made of ham. Ew. It was a ham cast. No, we Spam. Did. It was made of rum ham. We'll tell you the no. rum ham. <laughs> I'll tell you the real story after uh, off off air. All right. So fair enough. Fair enough. So we got uh, a. An email from uh, a name I did not recognize, but I think Steve, you recognize. Uh, yeah, this is from uh, my buddy Andy. Yes, 
How much did you pay him to get send an email? Forty dollars. It was it was forty dollars, but it was okay. It was sixty dollars, but it was sixty dollars well spent. I feel. I sent him a two party out of state bad check. So. You, you you don't say that on air, dude. Yeah, but yeah, he's by the said time, it multiple times. But by the time this airs, it will have already not been honored. Oh, so true, so true. So Andy says, hello, I am a fan of things, which is good because we just <laughs> had the uh, Ralph Wiggum episode. Me too. And like Ralph says, so do you like stuff? Andy likes stuff. Uh, and he says, I like liking stuff. So not only does he like stuff, he likes liking stuff. And I always try... He's a, he's a positive guy. Yeah. Yeah. I always try to go into movies, shows, etc. with the expectation of enjoying myself. See, there you go. He's a positive guy. For the most part, I do. I have been disappointed by a lot of DCEU stuff that is live action, movies, and eventually TV. But overall, love their animation. That's fair. Yeah, I agree with that. Good. Yes. Definitely. Uh, Marvel has been hit or miss in the opposite way. Live action is all pretty stellar <coughs> in humans. <coughs> and their animation projects can be hit or miss, especially their animated movies. I agree. Fair, because some of those are not as good as I others. Think Planet Hulk is probably their best, honestly. Yeah, yeah, Planet Hulk was really good. Doctor uh, Strange was good. Uh, yeah, the Doctor mm. Strange one was really good. The Iron Man with the Mandarin stuff. Uh, nope. Nope. There were things I'd thought I'd love to have seen from Planet Hulk, such as the Spikes, a slightly less comedic Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. So he wanted to see the Spikes, which are these little weird parasites that turned you into crazy... Zombies. Weird, <clears throat> yeah, monsters. It's basically zombies, and then they devolve into the thing from... Uh, they, they devolve into Grant Grant from Slither. Yeah. Basically. They all just combine. Fair enough. Yeah. Gross. That's... That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, and Nathan Fillion is not there to help him out. No, the ham- hammer is not his penis. No. 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 <laughs> Ultimately, I really enjoyed the tone and the humor, and looking back on my expectations, I'm glad they were left out. What, if anything, was there in Planet Hulk that you would have thought could benefit Thor Ragnarok more? Did you change your mind after seeing the film? So, as far as that goes, I haven't seen it, but... Uh, I think having the spikes would not be something that I think that they should do, uh, if only because like that came to be like that was basically three segments of the movie kind of revolved around that you know the you know the backstory of the uh, the guard there and then you had the fight and then you know the finale against the Red King. I think, you know, if they were to try to add that element to it, <clears throat> it would be too much. Because this is a Thor-centric movie, not a Hulk-centric movie. Right. Uh, Ashes, how about you, knowing what we know about both films? Um, see, I don't know. I, I can't... I feel like I can't really answer this question because I haven't seen... Well, you know that Betamax Bill is in it. Okay, so I'll, I'll say the addition of Betamax Bill. <laughs> Boom. There we go. There you go. Nicole? Um, I really enjoyed Planet, Planet Hulk in this film. I really enjoyed it. I've seen some of the animated film, and I know a little bit about the comics. I think the portrayal of Planet Hulk was perfect. 
I enjoyed that, you know, he... I would wanted more lines from him and more of an interaction. He has a really strong interaction with Valkyrie. I would have liked to see more of that. But I think, you know, like Patrick said, this is a Thor film. It's not a Hulk film. So, you know, it there's that aspect of it. But I really enjoyed the portrayal of Planet Hulk and Mark Ruffalo's portrayal of the Hulk in this film. I just, there was a lot of funny scenes and, you know, some of it was forced, but it was really good and I, I can't complain. Steve? I think that, um, you know, I love the spikes a lot, but if you're, if you're going to just cram them in, they sort of lose all their potency if you don't do the Red King because, um, you know, the the lovable Jeff Goldblum um, character is 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 lovable. Like he's not this evil, hateable character at all. You just completely love him all the way through. Even though he's sort of a bad guy, but the the guy in the comic is just irreprehensible, evil asshole. And <clears throat> the big reveal of you know the spikes are basically these spores that come down to Earth, and nobody knows where they came from. They they arrive in these ships, and to the common folks, they just kind of think they're aliens. They're not really sure, and and there's just these spiky spores just latch themselves onto people, and then they turn into these zombies. And um, you know it's this horrible thing. And then the the big reveal at the end of the uh, the Planet Hulk um, animated movie and the and the comic is that the the Red King is actually doing it to his own people. Yeah. So that's a, like a, a weapon. big <clears throat> reveal. And he's sort of using it as a scare tactic to sort of keep him in line, give him something else to, uh, to worry about besides, you know, overthrowing him or whatever. So, you know, th- that's like a big, big part of it. So if you're not going to do the whole thing, I think it's best to just leave it out. Um, I, I really, really think it would have been awesome to see, I don't know if you remember, there are these, uh, there are these things, they don't ever explain them in the comic, but they're just called the Wildabots. Or the wild bots. I was never sure how to say yeah, it. Yeah, like the uh, the things that they fight in the animated. Thing. Yeah, they're just these like wild giant machines that are just sort of uh, in the environments or whatever like that. I think they could have fairly easily had a big wi- just a wild wildabot. I'm going to go with wildabot actually. That's how they pronounce it in the animated. Movie. Okay, it's like wildebeest. Yeah, or uh, hunt for <laughs> wildepeople. Yeah, which is a uh, Taika Waititi. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think you could have where where Thor lands. It's just this big junk area, which doesn't actually exist in the comic version of Sakar. Mm-hmm. Comic Sakar is like all sort of red rocks and stuff, and like and Mars, very Mars. Barren. Yeah, it looks very like John Carter land. And this is uh this is totally different. But yeah, I mean, I think you could have just thrown a, a a battle with one of the Wildabots in that scene, and that would have been okay. You know, yeah. was it necessary? No, but. And it probably was too expensive to to be worth your time, really. But uh, that would have been pretty fun, I think. I uh, the the character I miss the most is the character that he falls in love with, which is Kyra the Oldstrung, mm-hmm. which is this woman who starts out on the bad side uh, under the you know she's like the main bodyguard for the Red King, and then over the course of the story, she realizes that oh shit, he's the bad guy. He's the guy who destroyed my village with right. spikes, and she, I was the only survivor. Right, and she and he do, he did it specifically to find her. Yeah, the because she's one. she's like of this like random mutation that they call the old strong, where they're they're extra strong. They have this you know whatever whatever it is. I don't know some extra chromosome. I don't know, and um, and she's she's just an an awesome, really strong, really well written female character. That um, I really hate it when when uh, female characters are thrown in and they like 
have to become the love interest. Yeah. It's like, why can't there just be a female character? You know, it's like mm-hmm. they, they have to be. Beca- if there's two leads in something, yeah. will they, won't they, is so, so ingrained in our yeah. culture. It's like, oh, well, they have to. And so generally, I, I am annoyed by that. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I really felt it worked with her. And I do think that Hulk won her over and that they sort of won each other over in this way. And they both came from a place that was, you know, nowhere near having a relationship ever in in a million years with any other human, with any other, you know, creature ever. They're yeah. just so in, not in that place. And they, uh, they, they sort of grow towards each other. And I think it was done really organically and well. And uh, go Greg Pack, he rules. Yeah. But I, so I sort of miss her. But if you're going to do Valkyrie, I don't know, sort of, sort of replaces that. And again, this is a, this is a, a Thor movie. Yeah, it's not, it's not a Hulk So movie. Hulk, you know, so, I mean, I think that you could have done Lady Sif. Ah, she would have been great in this film. Instead of Valkyrie. But I did like learning about the Valkyries. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I really enjoy that storyline in general Mm -hmm. and for having... And good for for Marvel Cinematic Universe doing a diverse and doing it differently and having her have... Not a spoiler. Like, this is a spoiler, but, like, her love interest is a female, and which is just... Well, you know, also the Valkyries were supposed to be blonde and blue-eyed yeah, white women. Correct, and they showed different portrayals of different Valkyries, and it was just wonderful. So yeah, yeah, she was great. Yeah, so that's that's two that's two Asgardians. They made they uh, they made black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Heimdall, and it's it's so funny because Heimdall was such a such a throwaway character. He wasn't even one of the ones the other ones that you really really even care about. It's like. Heimdall, I guess he's just the guy who stands at the Rainbow Bridge, and they they turned him into freaking Heimdall as like Idris Elba's Heimdall, and he's he's like one of the best parts of the movie. Well, I was gonna say that's because I mean, if they had cast anybody else, they probably would have made it a throwaway character, but because they cast fucking Idris Elba, you'll be happy when as, you see this and, film. And they made him so so visually. They made him so visually stimulating, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. that is true. They did. He doesn't need much help. (laughs) Um, But with all the gold and the big helmet and stuff, and he's got the cool, like, extra power no one else has. The sight, you know. Yeah. They really, they really. I I mean, for a small character, they they made him pretty awesome. I, I think that's the soul gem. I think he dies in, in Avengers. I oh, think you think? Oh, oh my See, we're God. Just I've dropping, never even thought of that. That's we're amazing. If you think about it, everything. Is that the yellow one? Yes. It would every, be the yellow one. That's his eyes. Everything has Holy been. Holy butt monkeys. Everything <laughs> has been. Uh, every, every item that has contained an infinity stone also is a letter of Thanos' name. There's the Tesseract, the Ether, the Necklace, the Orb, wait, wait. and the Scepter. Thanos doesn't have any. Oh, it's it's, it's an A. Aether. It's Aether. A-E. Oh, yes, A-E. yes, that's right. So what's missing is an H. What starts with H? Heimdall. I don't. I can't spell that well. Yeah. So T. Carry the two. T is, <laughs> T is the tesseract. That's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. The H would be Heimdall. The Lo- A is Loki the spear. The N is the necklace that Doctor Strange uses. And, and that's that's reaching a little bit. It's, what is, Wouldn't that be I? The eye of Agamato. Maybe it's maybe it's Agamato. Well, it's it's that would be an O. It's N, which is a necklace. O is the orb, which is the Loki spear. S is the scepter. Oh, S. What's the orb? The orb is um, oh the 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 purple one from Guardians. Yes, the power gem. 
So, okay. So, we've so made H two predictions on the show. H would be Heimdall. We made two <laughs> predictions. World War, Hulk, World War Hulk might happen if Natasha dies and Heimdall, Heimdall, whatever. Heimdall. Heimdall might die and Idris has a soul, soul gem. So, there you go. If we... You heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. So, I think with that being said, uh, next week... Well... I have a question. Yes. I've been okay. dying okay. to ask. Okay. So, penis. In yes, that's but that's besides the point. Hey, Idris Elba. Um, so, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. multiple characters have multiple movies. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, technically, there are two Hulk movies, but there's really only one Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. Would you like to? This is my question for you, for you, Steve. Um, would you like to see another solo Hulk movie, and what storyline would you like to see played out? Ooh, Straight up, no. Okay. I think that um, we're too obsessed with um, with people getting the spotlight, and and I, I I take this all the way back to like shows when when now I love I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Mm-hmm. Big watcher, loved Angel, and. Everybody loved Spike, and everybody wanted Spike, James Marsters, to get his own show. Everybody said that. And the whole time, I'm like, no. Like, never. It's not going to work because there are certain characters that just straight up work better as a supporting cast member. Mm -hmm. Spike's role, when he was at his best, was when he would show up for a scene do something funny or do something awesome and then go away and then you'd catch up with him later and whatever he's not really a lead character type it doesn't always work there are definite examples where side characters can become the main character sticking right with that I mean Angel worked I think he handled his own show well, but I think there are plenty of characters that people love, 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 love so much, and they're like, oh, it, that means they need to have their own show. It's like, I think Hulk has proved that he works better as a, as a supporting player. Okay. I think his two movies were, you know, well, the, the Ang Lee one's not my favorite movie, but if we just go with, you know, the Ed Norton one, it's it's probably the weakest of all the Marvel movies, and there's been like, what, 17 at this point? I think. So I think that that's like my least favorite of all, probably followed by Iron Man two. But uh, like I technically I I don't hate any of them, but I do think it's the weakest entry. And I do think that um you know he had two chances and two different visions and whatever the directors had, and and it's like you know what, (sighs) I don't know. I think I think he wasn't awesome until Avengers. And I never really, you said this earlier, Ashes, that you never really liked the character. To tell you the truth, neither did I. I was was an Iron Man guy. I was an X-Men guy. I was a Spider-Man guy. I loved Venom, like, so much in the 90s. I liked characters that were kind of funny but kind of badass, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I felt like the the Hulk was just too one note for me. And I just was never interested in him. I never really thought the uh, Bill Bixby show was all that great. I watched it as a kid sometimes, but I never loved it. Um, but you know, when, um, when planet Hulk came out, it was just the, the comic, it was so unbelievably different that I went out of my way to read it. And it was really like the first Hulk book that I sat down and read the entire thing for an arc. And, um, it really is just so unbelievably different than everything else that I thought was annoying about the Hulk. Um, and now I've sort of come around and I, I appreciate the stuff I didn't before, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think that's my answer. I'd say no. 
he's, he's he's good where he is. I think they've they. I agree. Yeah. I think they've hit their stride with the character, and yeah. they've really figured out. Again, it's like they've Kevin Feige now. Maybe he didn't originally. I think now he knows. Not only he not only does he know the character, but he knows why people love the character, mm-hmm. and they he knows like where to put him and have him serve the greater whole best. Kevin Feige is like pretty yeah, cool guy. He's, yeah, he's he's done well. So I think uh, he's got a weird name though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kevin. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that? So I think with that being said. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we'll take a quick preview of next week. We'll be talking about uh, some some stranger things that have been going on. We'll talk about that. Uh, <clears throat> we will introduce a battle for real. And uh, uh, Steve, you'll be uh, you'll be back with us. Yes, I'm uh, coming down next week as well. Oh, excellent. So uh, I'll make the drive again. Sweet. <laughs> so we'll have Steve back with us and uh, we'll get into a little more about your work as well. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, because I, I want folks to know about you. And, we got to uh, pimp you out. And uh, we'll be posting, um, this week we'll be posting more about our contest. We're not going to get into it right now, but we're going to be posting more about our contest for uh, charity. The the first annual the first throwdown, annual throwdown for, thir- charity. Throw down for charity on Thursdays and also Tuesdays and every other day. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. Um, we will definitely post more information on the Facebook page and, and on Twitter pages. and on Instagram. So stay tuned. Look out for that and go out there and do some good kids. And uh, with that being said, we, we will, will see you next, next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs>